but I don't know, you all are celebrating my birthday and then I got to preach what I'm going to preach. I may ought to let Brother Bobby preach this morning. That way you, you all still go eat dinner with me. I don't know. So, but uh, I, uh, I am thankful for all of the friendships and all of the, all of the ministry friends and, uh, and all of you uh, that has been so kind and good to Debbie and I and we are uh, we are a blessed people this morning. Amen. Those of you going to class, feel free to do so at this time. And those in the sanctuary, I'm just going to jump into the word this morning for a few moments. I'm going to share with you Exodus chapter number 32. If you have your Bibles, I'll ask you to turn there with us uh, as our custom this morning. Uh, those of you in the house know we stand for the reading of the word. If you're not able, I, I totally understand. So do not feel bad about that. If you're not able to, but just want to give you a couple of verses this morning, and uh, we're just going to dive in, and uh, I'll talk fast, you listen fast, because now I know there's food next door. No. <laughs> just, uh, but we, uh, we do want to deliver what the Lord has given. I do feel like that this morning, uh, that the Lord would want to speak to us, and uh, I will give this disclaimer uh, this morning, it, it may sound a little negative at the beginning, but it, it, it's if you'll stay with me to the end, uh, we can rejoice together. All right, uh, but uh, I believe that it's important for us to uh, hear the word of the Lord this morning. So, in Exodus chapter number thirty-two, beginning in verse number seventeen and verse number eighteen, and we find the following: It says, "And when Joshua heard the noise, tell the na- tell your neighbor said he heard a noise." When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, Moses, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that are crying from being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. For a few moments this morning, if the Lord would help us for our subject today, is going to be the discerning of the sound. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for your word and we thank you for this privilege to stand in your house once again with your precious people. And today I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase and that you would anoint this vessel to speak that which you birthed in my spirit over the last several days. And Lord, I pray that there would be a freedom to release that. Lord, let me not add to, not let me take from that which you have given. But Lord, let us stand and let us proclaim the word of the Lord this morning. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for all that is accomplished. And the church says, amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. The basic definition for the word discern is this. It is to perceive by sight, sound, touch, taste, or smell, or to distinguish mentally from a place of intellect. This morning, men and women in this room and those who are joining us by other means this morning, I I say this with, with all humility. I am thankful that I am amongst intelligent people. But how many knows this morning that we can be intelligent in some things and still be ignorant in others? And this morning, one of the things that we must not find ourselves ignorant in is in that which the word of the Lord instructs us. And today, 
for a subject today for a few moments, the discerning of the sound. But in order for us to really understand Exodus chapter number 32 in the manner in which we should, we must go back to Exodus chapter number 24 and walk forward from there. For the sake of time, I cannot give you all of these scriptures in depth, but we can just skate by them very quickly for a moment. If you were to go to Exodus chapter number 24, you would find that in the very beginning of that chapter, the word of the Lord comes to Moses, the man of God, and he says, I want you to come up to me. I want you to bring Aaron and Nadab, and I want you to bring uh, the 70 elders, and I want you to bring them up into the mountain, and I want you to worship me. And he says, I don't want you to come all of the way up, however. I want you to bring them midway up into this mountain. And it says, when you get there, I'm then going to give you uh, the tables of stone. I'm going to give you a law. and I'm going to give you commandments. Basically, he's saying, I'm going to give you what you need so that you can go back and teach my people the principles and the structure that they need in order to be in good standings or to walk with favor with me. And we find that after having this encounter, Moses calls the people of Israel together in verse number three, and he begins to lay out to them what he's getting ready to do. And he says, we're getting ready to go yonder and we're going to worship the Lord and then I will return after the Lord gives me that which he's going to give me. And you will find that the children of Israel made this statement in verse number three. It says, all the words which the Lord has said, will we do? Now... We know that when you get to verse number 13 through verse number 18, after that the 70 and those that was with Moses had had an encounter midway up that mountain and encountered the Lord and had sat and ate together, we find that Moses rose up with his minister Joshua and they went up into the mountain of God and they simply, Moses turned to the elders and said, I want you to tarry here until we come again. He said, I want you to stay where you are. Aaron and her is with you. If any matters arise, then they will take care of the day-to-day activities. And we find that it says that Moses went up into the mountain in verse number 15 and a cloud covered the mountain and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And we find that the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud and said, come up hither. Now we find that those of the children of Israel down in the valley, if you will, they saw this and the sight that they saw was the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain. And the eyes of the children of Israel, they was amazed by what was transpiring. But we find that when the at the end of this passage, we find that Moses went into the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And you will find that from Exodus 24 to Exodus 32 is a time frame or a really it is a document that is written uh, that covers those 40 days and 40 nights. It will tell you in depth of what Moses encountered, what he heard from God, and what God desired for the people of Israel to experience. And when you get to chapter 32, however, you will find that the people had become restless. Moses had been absent for 40 plus days and nothing had changed and they were sitting in an idle place and they did not know what was going on. And we find that it says in verse number one of chapter 32, it says that when they saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mountain, notice the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and they said unto him, 
get up and make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what's happened to him. And we find that this behavior began to give birth to corruption. For the sake of time, I cannot go in detail, but let us visit just quickly. We find that Aaron said unto them, break off the gold earrings that's in your ears and out of your wives and out of your sons and out of your daughters and bring them to me. We find that he begins to take those that was brought to him and they begin to fashion them in a fire and there was the building or the creating of a golden calf. And we find that upon them seeing this which was fashioned, we find that they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. How quickly they became distorted. We find that then Aaron said that and we saw that he builds an altar in verses number five and he gives this statement and he, he says, in tomorrow we will sacrifice unto the Lord. But we find in verse number six, the people rose up the next morning on the, and they offered burnt offerings and they brought peace offerings and the people sat down to eat and to drink and they rose up to play and they began to engage in idol worship. This caused something to happen. Moses is up in the top of the mountain in the presence of God when all of a sudden the Lord begins to speak to him in verses 7 and 8 and says, and it's ironic that when the Lord addresses him, he says, go get thee down for thy people. He says, they ain't my people no more. He said, they've done decided and they've done went astray and they're not my people. And we find that there was anger there on the side of God. And we find, he says, those that you brought out of the land of Egypt, they have corrupted themselves. They've turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. And they have made them a molded calf. And they have worshipped it. And they have sacrificed unto it. They say that these be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Notice with me, God did not just tell Moses that something bad was going on. But he gave him precise details and he told them everything that they was doing. He said, listen, those are your people. Those, those people are messed up. If you'll just let me have my way with them, I will destroy them and I will make of you a great nation. But we find that Moses begins to have a conversation with the Lord. And he begins to say, and he says, Lord, won't, won't you just turn? Won't you just remember? Won't you turn from the fierce wrath and repent of this evil that you're desiring to the, the people? Because remember, will you, want you, will you just pause and remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel? Will you remember them and, and the commitment that you made with them? And we find that the Lord, word of the Lord says uh, that he repented of this evil. And we find that it is then that we come to chapter 32 and verse number. Number 15, when Moses turns and he comes down from the mountain and the two tables of the testimonies are in his hands and we find that he walks down and he is enraged by what he sees because of the behavior of the people. But as they was getting ready to make their way down the mountain, all of a sudden there's a sound that begins to come up out of the earth. It was not a sound of war. It was not a sound of being overwhelmed by war, but it was a sound of singing. It was a sound of pleasure. It was a sound of worship, but it was not worship to the one true God. And 
even though Joshua had found himself in the presence of God with the man of God, and even though Joshua had been permitted to go into the place that others had not been, and even though Joshua had been the one that had been chosen to carry on this ministry in the future, Joshua, he failed to discern the sound that was coming from the ground below. Notice what Joshua says in our reading together this morning. He simply said that it is the sound of war, but immediately Moses brings correction and he says, it's not a sound of war. It's not a sound of them overcoming. It's not a sound of them being defeated, but it is the sound of singing, which brings us to our story, our text this morning of the urgency for us to have the ability to discern the sound that is coming from the earth today. Please hear me today. We find ourselves in the midst of lots of sounds. My question is, can we discern that which we are hearing? What Joshua thought was a sound of war was nothing more than a sound of mockery. Please hear me this morning. May I say this to all of us, the sound that is coming up out of us, it really truly does matter. The sound determines what is released from the heavenlies. Let's look at a few other times in history when a sound was heard. If you was to go to your Bible in Genesis chapter number 11, you would find that there was a time upon the earth when every man was speaking the same language and every man began to be in unity and they began to have this in mind. Let us build a city and let us build a tower that we can reach into the heavenlies. This sound began to generate from the earth and it brought notice and it brought attention to God himself. And if you was to read in Genesis 11, you would find that it says that, and the Lord came down to see the city and to see the tower. And he, he began to look at what man was building. And he said, the people are one and they all have one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be able to restrain them from that which they have set their mind to. But we find that because of the sound that was coming up out of the earth, it prompted God himself to step down in verse number 7 of chapter number 11 in the book of Genesis. And he said, let us go down there and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them. And therefore, don't, get, don't miss this. You find the name of that place was called Babel. Now, we find that the Lord stepped in and utterly destroyed the plans of man all because of a sound. Stay with me this morning. We see at another time in history, Daniel is in captivity, but Daniel is favored. Daniel is favored and there was a plot to destroy him because of the favor that is upon his life. If you were to read Daniel chapter number six and verse number one through three, you would find that it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, but out of them, he preferred Daniel because there was such an excellent spirit within him. And the presidents and the priests sought to find a, an occasion against him, but they said, we can't find any fault in this man other than if we find anything, it will be because we find something concerning the law of his God. 
So therefore, most of you are familiar with the story. Uh, You will find that they got together and said, let us build a statue and let us understand that no man will bow and pray or, or do anything other than to this statue on behalf of the king. And we find that when you go through this story that Daniel, even though there was a face and there was a noise coming up out of the earth at that time, Daniel did what he had always done. We find that in chapter number six and verse number 10, that he went up to the right end of his house, the windows was open, and he knelt down upon his knees three times every day, and he prayed as he always did, but notice uh, he gave thanks unto God uh, as he did aforetime. Uh, And therefore, we find that the king uh, began to be positioned in a manner where he had to do what he did not want to do because the degree had been signed. Uh, It was a reversible degree that if anybody is found praying to anything other than that which we have erected, uh, there is a den of lions that is waiting for them. But in the midst of this backdrop, in the midst of evil, there is a sound that begins to come up uh, and it's a sound of thanksgiving. It's a sound of gratitude. Uh, It's a sound of authentic and pure worship. Uh, And the king comes and while he was doing that which he did not want to do, he makes this statement to Daniel. He says, thy God whom thou Thou hast service continually. He will deliver you. But he, as you know, he had a sleepless night. Uh, and early in the morning, he comes running to the den where the lions was. And he begins to call out, uh, Old Daniel, Old Daniel. Uh, and Daniel responds by simply saying this, uh, The Lord has delivered me. Uh, because there was a sound. But notice it wasn't just any deliverance. Uh, but he makes this statement. Uh, he said, My God has sent his angel. Uh, Can I tell you when certain sounds are coming up out of the earth, uh, there is a dispatch uh, of the angel of the Lord. Uh, And can I tell you, it does not matter. Uh, I'm trying to teach, but I feel my preacher coming. Can I tell you, uh, this morning, it does not matter how the enemy plots and turns and tries to do things, uh, but if somebody will continue to let a sound come out out of them, uh, it can alter that which man has orchestrated to do. Uh, Let me give you another example very quickly. Uh, Jehoshaphat was a young man uh, that was trying to do the will of God, uh, but he found himself receiving terrifying news. Uh, In your Bible in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, uh, you will find that it come to pass that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and others, uh, they began to plot together. Uh, They said, we're going to overthrow. Uh, We are going to destroy Judah. We're going to destroy Jerusalem, uh, but there and there cometh a great multitude against you, uh, and they're coming from beyond the sea. Uh, so what does Jehoshaphat do? Uh, he set himself to seek the Lord in verse number three through verse number six, uh, and we find that he stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem uh, in the house of the Lord in the new court, uh, and notice what he says. Uh, he says, "O Lord." God of our fathers. Uh, Art not thou God in heaven? Uh, And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? Uh, And in time, uh, do do you not have the power and the might uh, to overthrow and to defeat that which is trying to come against us? Uh, And while he was praying, this is what I like uh, when you really read through this spirit, uh, all of a sudden while he's in the court praying, uh, the spirit of the Lord comes upon a young Levite boy. 
And notice what he says. Uh, he stands up and he says, uh, be not afraid, uh, nor be dismayed by reason of this great multitude, uh, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. But however, he says, don't worry about any of it. In verse number 17, he says, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, however, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord because the Lord is with you. Can I tell you, in all three of these encounters that I've given you, there has been an attempt to overthrow that which God has ordained. And can I tell you, every time God has stepped in and he stepped in and responded because of the sound that was coming up out of the earth. So what I'm saying to us this morning is sound is important. These are just a few examples of how God responds to sounds that comes up out of the earth. One may ask, why is this important? I believe sincerely this morning Morning, we must awaken uh, and we must become aware of the sound uh, that is penetrating the airways uh, of our day. Uh, Paul addressed it like this uh, in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 12. Uh, he wasn't talking to the world, but he was talking to the believers. Uh, and he simply said this, uh, for when the time you ought to be teachers, you have still have need to be taught. Uh, what he was simply saying is this, you have yet to have the ability uh, to discern uh, that which you need to discern. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean this morning, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, we've talked and we focused on the Holy Ghost for the last 50 years, the last 100 years really, uh, and we thought it was about a shout. We thought it was about an emotion. Uh, but the one thing that you and I need to understand, the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, gives us the ability to not operate on defense, but to operate in offense uh, because he comes to give us things that was and is and is to come, uh, but also gives us the gift of discernment discernment uh, so that we know what the enemy is trying to do. But can I tell you, uh, it also gives us an ear to hear uh, the sound that is coming up out of the earth. Uh, and can I tell you, when there's a certain sound, uh, you have to respond. Uh, listen, uh, you can be taking your daily walk down your street uh, and all of a sudden you can be walking and doing your own thing. Uh, but when you hear the sound of the trash truck behind you, you've got enough common sense that i got to step aside and get out of the way. Uh, listen, uh, there's some things barreling down behind us in this nation, uh, but we can bury our head in the sand if we want to. Uh, but somebody's got to discern the sound. Uh, and I come to tell you when the sound is begins to be coming, uh, we got to make a decision to change uh, the atmosphere. Uh, oh, can I tell you this morning, uh, Joshua, even though he was in the presence of Moses and the presence of God, uh, he could not discern what he heard. Uh, I wonder how many times we come to the house of God uh, and we're waiting on somebody to touch us or blow on us uh, but yet we can't discern the importance of the hour in which we live please hear me the lack of understanding God's structure and his commands has gotten every generation in trouble and we are on the prefaces of being destroyed in certain areas if we don't awaken and arise notice Joshua was the minister that was to carry this thing on how many knows you can't get on to the people if the minister doesn't discern? Oh, come on now. What do you mean this generation's messed up? They're just a product of you. 
Y'all still want to go to lunch? <laughs> just checking, just checking. I fear today, and this has not been negative, but this is from being sincere and in my time. And, and I'll be honest, uh, Debbie's like, you, you, you've been distant this week. And I, I don't mean to be distant this week, but I, I, I'm, I'm heavy this week because of a lot of the things that I'm encountering, what I'm seeing. And, and I fear we have a lot of young Joshuas that need to hear a word of correction, but yet we don't have a Moses that's willing to administer it. I'm hearing a lot of things being released by many today and, and they are hearing something much differently than that which I believe the Lord is hearing. We have a modern day ministry movement and I'm not being negative this morning that is calling the sound being released in the earth today, especially in the United States. They're calling it all sorts of things. And it's something that God hasn't even touched put his hand upon. Now, before I tell you some of the things that they're saying, let me just say this very quickly. I do truly believe that there is a moving of the spirit in this moment of time around the globe and even in parts of the United States of America. But everything that is operating under the banner of Christianity, God has not blessed. But there is things that's going on that men are saying, oh, this is revival. This is an awakening. This is fresh fire. This is a sound of deliverance. And this is this and this is that. But can I tell you, but much of what we are seeing in here is nothing more than an abomination. You say, that's a big statement. I can say that this morning because of the simple fact it goes against what the word of the Lord has established. Can I tell you this morning, we have defiled garments in the holy place and we're calling men and women wearing them pure and anointed. We have musical performances and we call it worship when it's nothing more than entertainment in a time of idol worship. We have developed and trained individuals to speak into our lives and, and to tell us that we're altogether lovely in our sinful conditions and that, that we don't need to change anything and that God is a God of love and we don't need to go beyond anything that we're doing right now because everything's going to be fine. Heaven's just beyond the horizon. But yet what God sees is a, is a perverse generation that is in need of repentance. Where is the Moseses? And where is the Moses generation that will stand up and speak out loud that which the Lord has revealed to them? Let me take us back to Exodus 32 very quickly and notice this. Verse number 18, he says, It is not the voice of them that shout in the midst of war, but it is the voice of those singing. Can you get a picture of the contrast of what's taking place? But how did Moses know I see you, baby. You can interrupt me anytime. <laughs> Moses knew, Moses knew because of the revelation that he had been given. He didn't know just because he knew, but he knew because of the revelation that was given. Because if you read verses seven and eight, you will find that the Lord says, get down there to those people because they have corrupted themselves. They've turned aside very quickly. 
And he says, they're not walking in the commandments that I've given them. They have made a molten calf. Uh, they have worshiped it. They have sacrificed unto it. And therefore, he had the ability to discern what he heard. He said, they're not in war, but they're singing. They're in a state of idol worship. They're corrupting themselves. So I come to share with us today this maybe hard truth for some. There is a sound that's coming up out of the earth today, and I know it's dressed, and I know it's identifying as one thing. But when reality is, it is something totally different because it's operating under the spirit of deception. And only those that are spending time alone with the Lord and are been sensitive and been led by the Holy Spirit can discern the difference. Can I tell you that there is a thing called a familiar spirit and that familiar spirit it sounds like, it smells like, and yes, at times it even feels like, but it does not have the power or the ability that the Holy Spirit does. But how many knows when you're starving, you'll eat anything? I don't have time to preach that, but I could. For the only way this darkness that is trying to gain a foothold in our nation, please hear me this morning, the only way it can be stopped this morning is by the arrival of the boldness of those that have been in his presence. I wonder if anybody's been in his presence this week. I wonder if anybody's just stolen away and said, God, I gotta, I gotta be in your presence. I, I got to be alone with you. I, and, and have you basked in the presence of the Holy Ghost this week? Can I tell you, notice what happens uh, when he comes down off of this mountain uh, and he sees what's happening in the earth. He says, I've got to destroy the sound that's coming up out of here. He understood before God can do anything, uh, there has to be a quenching of the sound. And we find immediately that he comes down in chapter number 32, verse number 20. Moses takes the calf uh, that they had made. He burns it with fire and he grinds it to powder and he puts it up on the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. And then Moses, uh, he, he saw that the people were laid naked before them uh, because of their behavior. They was naked before their enemies. And then Moses stands in verse number 26 and he says this, uh, and he stands in the gate of the camp and he says, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. Moses refused to even join himself with them. Please hear me. He said, I am not connecting to that sound, but I'm going to destroy that sound. Uh, and the ones that will come out and will walk with the Lord, they can come unto me. Uh, and we find that he gives them a mandate uh, and they began to bring about a correction uh, that was much needed. Uh, I know this isn't a popular message today, uh, but there can never be revival unless first there's correction. Uh, there can never be an awakening first. First there is a place of repentance. Uh, I want you to hear the word of the Lord this morning. Uh, it's not my word but it is the word of the Lord. Ecclesiastics chapter number eight, uh, the first five verses says this, uh, who is the wise man and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? Uh, a man's wisdom make his face shine uh, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. Uh, it says, I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment uh, and that in regard of the oath of God, be not hasty to go out of his sight, uh, stand not in an evil thing, uh, for he doeth what Soever pleases him. Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? Whoso keepeth his commandments shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. 
What am I saying? Proverbs 14 and 7 tells us to leave the presence of a fool or you will not discern words of knowledge. Here's what I'm saying this morning. There's some things you're going to have to walk away from if you really want the spirit of God. Because there's some sounds that's coming up out of the earth that has got to be dealt with. And I'm trying to get to my message this morning. Uh, you find in Hosea chapter 14 and 9, it says, The ways of the Lord are right, uh, and the upright walk in them. If we are upright before God, we will walk in his ways, uh, not the ways that man has charted out and says, I found a new and better way. All of this brings us to where I want to be just for a few moments before we wrap this up this morning. Currently, I believe that we are beginning to see the Holy Spirit bring about an invasion or a disruption, if you will, due to the sounds that's been released in this moment. You say, how can you stand and say that this morning? Don't you see the world? It's in a mess. Don't you see everything is full of darkness? Uh, don't you see everything is just crumbling around around us? Uh, can I tell you? Do not let your eyes deceive you, but have a ability to see in the spirit what God is doing. Because how many knows God is a God that does not change? And as he has done before, he will do again. Your Bible tells you there is nothing new under the sun. Can I tell you, evil has tried to gain access before and evil has been defeated before. And right now we're dealing with something in the United States that you're not dealing with in many other nations. And it is important that we understand the reason that we are under such an attack as we are as a nation is because of the influence that we have on the nations of the world. And therefore, if we can make this crumble, then everything else is going to crumble. Uh, but I'm having to tell you this morning that we're not going to crumble just yet because God's not done. I sincerely believe this. You say, but, but, but don't you see everything? Can I tell you, you you're, you're living in a soundbite generation and everybody's got a narrative and I'm not sure, not, not concerned about their narrative, but I am concerned about what God says. Uh, and I believe this with all, everything in me this morning. Uh, the sound of idol worship uh, and the sound of unity uh, that has been released in the recent months and the last few years in the United States of America from the kingdom of darkness has caused a word of revelation knowledge uh, to be released unto those that have not bowed their knees to Baal. Amen. You got to realize there was only 70 people in the mountain, but there was only two up in the cloud. Can I tell you, not everybody is in his presence. Uh, it's one thing to be sitting, but I'm going to tell you something. Not everybody has contaminated themselves. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, this morning you and I need to understand, uh, which in turn, uh, this has caused a generation uh, of Joshua's to receive a word of correction. I have seen in the last couple of years, uh, I have seen more of a push uh, of seasoned ministers uh, beginning to try to impart and to bring back uh, a freshness of the Holy Ghost into young ministers. It's not by accident, uh, but it's by design uh, because God's saying, I want them to be able to discern the sound uh, because what I'm getting ready to do, uh, as well as it has caused the Moses generation to step back before the people. Uh, so how do I know this is one thing that's getting ready to happen? Uh, can I tell you, let me go visit these stories that I give you just for a few moments ago. Uh, much like in the days of Genesis chapter number 
number 11, uh, we are beginning to witness something uh, that many doesn't understand. Uh, this is not about political party, but it's happening on both political parties. It's happening in very high places of the land. It's happening in corporations. It's happening even in ministries. Uh, but what we're witnessing is that which happened in Genesis chapter number 11. Uh, we are witnessing the language of men and women be dealt with uh, and learned individuals cannot even put together whole sentences uh, because the Lord is stepping down and saying, I am going to confound their language. You hear me? We are not, you say, well, they're just not very cognizant. They're just losing it. Listen, we are not dealing with dementia. We're not dealing with Alzheimer's. What we're dealing with is spiritual warfare. And God said, I have heard a sound of idol worship. Oh, man, I feel my help this morning. Can I have five more minutes this morning? Because can I tell you, this is a land. Yes, we call, we, we put our hand over our heart and we say, I pledge allegiance to the flag. But I got you to understand with me that as I've taught you over the years, this nation is much different. We have been founded on biblical principles so that men could have a place to worship the one true God. That's why we're under attack. But can I tell you this sound of idol worship that's been coming up out of her. God says I am dealing with it. And I'm going to begin to touch the language of men. And as the language of men has been touched, it is in this time that it's a sign to the people of God where you don't have to be discouraged but you can be encouraged to say you know what? My God is doing it again. Can I tell you he's touching. He's moving. He's positioning. And at the same time this is happening. There is a re-emerging of the sound of prayer in our nation. And I know that they said you better not bow down. I know you better not do it here and do it there. But can I tell you we have witnessed TV anchors on the world stage have to stop and not know what to say and witness them bow their head because there is a sound of a re-emerging of prayer that's getting ready to take a nation. Can I tell you this thing isn't over yet? Somebody ought to be encouraged this morning because our God is still sitting high and he's still looking low and he's still moving on behalf of his people. I don't know about you, but I'm discerning a sound. What kind of sound? I'm discerning the sound of a pushback of the enemy. The church, can I tell you, we are not going to limp out of here, but we are going to shout our way to glory because of the goodness of God, the grace of God, and the mercies of God. Can I remind you? These two sounds been released at the same time, but only one has the power to surpass the other. I know the enemy doesn't just want to lay down, but listen, my Bible says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Jade mentioned this earlier, but let me, let me revisit it. When the church was birthed, it was birthed with the backdrop of a sound of darkness still echoing in the streets of Jerusalem. Oh, we defeated him. We crucified him. We buried him. We got our way. He's not sitting in our synagogues anymore. He's not corrupting our people. We still got our position. We still got our power. We still got our authority. And all the, 
all of the lies, all the falsehood was still being propaganda. Oh, he didn't resurrect. His disciples stole him. Yeah. Our guards, they fell asleep. They did something. They, they just came and stole him. Yeah. He didn't resurrect. All of this was going on. The sound, the sound of lies, the sound of intimidation, the sound of discord. And about 50 days later, after Jesus had showed himself for 40 days with many fallible proofs and after he had ascended to heaven, he said, go to Jerusalem, tarry there. Not many days from now, you'll be endued with power. We find for about 10 days. At the end of 10 days, 120 people was up in this upper room just praying in one mind and one accord when all of a sudden there was what? A sound. Lord, how mercy. And there was a sound that began to surpass the sound of the kingdom of darkness and the sound began to bring into existence that which was prophetically spoken of. And that's why Peter stood saying, these men are not drunk as you suppose, seen as but the third hour of the day, but this is that which the prophet Joe spoke of. Can I tell you, we are walking and operating that, but there's something that says in the prophetic that says there comes a day when that of the former and that of the latter will come together there's a time when the latter rain and the former rain will come down at the same time together. Can I tell you, we're getting ready to enter into something supernatural. And it's because of the sound. As they make their way to the platform this morning for music. Can I remind you this morning of the importance one more time of discerning the sound. I know what we're hearing. I know what we're seeing, but do we remember the words of Jesus that simply says it is expedient that I go away? It's important that I go away so that the Father will send him, the Holy Spirit. He will empower you. He'll equip you. He'll comfort you. He'll guide you. He will lead you. He'll direct you. And yes, he will empower you. And can I tell you, upon his arrival, there began to be a sound that comes up out of the earth. And this morning, I wonder where that sound is in our lives. I wonder where that sound is this morning across our nation we've gathered we sang our songs we've listened to our preachers and we'll walk out the doors of our sanctuaries and we'll go back for another week and say well we'll come back and do it again next weekend but God says I don't want that I want a sound I, I, I want a sound to come up out of you we're seeing God begin to move and deal with the sound of darkness that has been corrupting 
He is longing for there to be a freshness of a new sound within the body of Christ. So how do we generate that sound? How do we, how do we bring that into the realm of today? It's not by entertainment. It's not by fabrication. But it's by living a laid down life and a submitted life. It's by teaching a a generation of Joshua's that no. It's not enough just to hear, but you got to hear from here. What's God saying? Oh, it's war. No, it's not war. It's mockery. Oh, it's worship. No, it's idol worship. Oh, it's the latest and greatest. No, it's a falsehood. You have to hear. But when you hear what God is saying, He says, come unto me. I wonder this morning, do we have ears to hear what God is saying? Folks, our nation is in a struggle. But 2 Chronicles 7, 14 has not changed. doesn't take everybody it just takes his people so I wonder this morning will we produce the sound I'm not talking about fabricating something but I'm talking about coming and bowing ourselves before him and calling out to him what I would love to hear one more time up on my father's property and hearing him kneel in a cry coming from the woods at his altar where he'd simply be saying oh God oh God it's a sound what I'd love to be able to do is to go back in time maybe and just as a little boy run through the house over on Galaxy Drive and hear a sound come out of the basement oh God I wonder what's keeping your children from hearing you produce that sound. Is it pride? Is it just been unconcerned? Do we think it's not important anymore? Listen. If I could use the words of David when he stood and he saw a battle in motion and everybody retreating and a giant defying the armies of God, just a little shepherd boy, just a little sling and some stones, just a little cheese with him. He said, is there not a cause? He had insight. 
I can't sit on the sidelines. I got to produce a sound. They tried to get him to produce a natural sound. They put all that armor on him. He tried to move and Saul's armor was hitting against each other. It was producing a sound. But he said, I, I can't go in this. I haven't proved this. I don't know if this works. But, but I do know something that does work. So he went down and he leaned on that shepherd's staff and he got those five smooth stones and he came out and he stood before this mass of a man. And he said, you come to me and everything that the world has, but he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and he will deliver you. He will give me your head today, but it was then that he did something. We don't ever talk about it in the story too much. But he began to produce a sound. He took that sling, put that rock in it, and he began to spin it. And all of a sudden, right where he was, and there was a giant getting ready. Can I tell you, the same sound that they heard at Pentecost is the same sound that was going over David's head that day. The sound of a rushing mighty wind. Can I tell you, I wonder if anybody would pick up their sling today and just start swinging it. Just start swirling it. You say, but I don't know if I can produce a sound. Can I tell you, if every one of you picked up something and just started swinging it, you would begin to produce a sound that's louder than anything the enemy could ever produce. We stand all over this house this morning. Can you discern the sound? You may be here this morning and you may have had the best week of your life. I celebrate that with you. Or you may be here and had the worst week of your life. I stand in agreement with you that this week is going to be different than that week. But no matter where you find yourself on that spectrum, you and I have a decision to make. Will we produce a sound? The enemy is doing what the enemy does, but there's a sound. wonder in the stillness of this room right now not with your natural ear but with your spiritual ear this morning I wonder if anybody can hear that sound you begin to hear it just begin to come up out of you some of the final words that Paul said to Timothy he said Timothy I need you to stir up the gift that's in you I know what's in you I know it's there because I was there when we laid our hands on you. I know it's there. I'm going to tell you something in this room. I know it's in this room. I know it's in you. But will you stir it up this morning? Say, oh God, help me to produce the sound. The sound. I believe with all of my with every fiber in me this morning. Brother Bobby, I really believe this morning that the 
Lord has had us in waiting. We haven't fought this battle like we fought other battles and some doesn't understand it, but the Lord has repositioned much like he did David another time in history. And he said, I know you fought and you won before, but this time I don't want you to go stand before him. I want you to wait for a little bit. And he said, but when you hear the sound of the rustling of the mulberry trees, I want you to go forward then. This morning, I think there's a rustling beginning in our nation. I don't think that I know it. And there's a call to go forward, but how many knows when you go forward, it produces a sound? I wonder this morning, will we produce a sound? I want to pray with you and pray for you this morning. But before I do, and I, I'll put my friend on a spot because he does that to me all the time. Brother Bobby, do you feel like there's anything you want to add by the Spirit of the Lord this morning before we pray? If there is, won't you come? the singing was going on and the the worship team was sharing about the fire of the Holy Spirit and my mind went back to my Pentecostal roots a little church in Boone Heights, Kentucky where they had a big pop belly stove as we used to call it and I was only four or five years old and my mama would get in the spirit and begin to shout and I'd be on her hip and we'd get close to that stove and I'd be moving away from it. But there was two kinds of fire my mama was experiencing that day. And the essence of it was the fire of the Holy Spirit. And so I've been sitting back in my seat there repenting today and asking God to forgive me because of my slothfulness and trying to blend in with what's going on. But you see, we as people of God can't blend in with what's going on. We have to come aside and be separate and we have to allow what Pastor Ron has preached to us this morning. We've got to hear the sound. You see, I have a calling of ministry and missions and that's my calling but that's not my responsibility my responsibility is Acts 1-8 after the Holy Spirit has come upon you you shall be my witnesses and so when we leave here today folks what you've received when you stop at the grocery store when you stop at Wendy's when you stop at the service station if there's someone comes to your presence and the Holy Ghost says, tell them about Jesus, tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. 
Don't debate on what your religion is, what church you go to, but allow the Holy Spirit to rise up and the fire of God discern the sound of why we are here. And so I don't know about you today, but I want to get back to my radical roots and I want to be different and I want to do what the Holy Spirit has called me to do. different this morning but can you just maybe join hands with your neighbor this morning right where you are I want I want us this morning as a corporate body not to be intimidated but I want us to release a sound together this morning calling out to the Lord in this house and say, God, forgive us. But God, if you can use anything, use me. And I want us to just pray the prayer of availability this morning. Lord, I make myself available to be an instrument in your hands so that you can produce the sound that you want to produce in me and through me. Can we just do that right now? Not timidly, but lift your voice. If you feel led, you pray in the Holy Spirit this morning. But I want us just to lift the rafters off this house for a few moments in prayer this morning. Oh, God, we love you. Oh, we thank you this morning for your presence. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for the work that you're doing in our lives. But Lord, today we're discerning the sound of your spirit. Lord, we're discerning that you're wanting to do more, that you're wanting to reach further. God, and you're wanting to do it through us today, the men and women of God. Oh, God, we lift our voice in adoration, and Lord, we say, Lord, forgive us for our complacency. Forgive us of our status quo, if you will. But Lord, today, we make ourselves available afresh, saying, Lord, Produce a sound in us. Oh, produce a sound in us that will touch the lives of men and women in our community and beyond. God, let us not be weary in well-doing. Lord, maybe there are those under the sound of our voice this morning that just feels overwhelmed, but today, Father, we pray and we speak strength and we speak life over them this morning. Maybe there are those this morning that just feels a little overwhelmed and and they just say, I just don't know if I can take it again, but Lord, I pray for there to just be an infusion of your Holy Spirit into their lives and let them realize that you are near and that your plans towards them are not evil, but they are good. Today, Lord, We celebrate all that you have done throughout generations. But Lord, we stand with the spirit of expectancy about what's happening even in this moment because Lord, we know there's a sound that's coming up out of us. Lord, I thank you for the darkness that's been dispelled. I thank you for the driving back of that which the enemy thought it was going to accomplish. 
but today, Lord, I thank you for the wind of revival and the wind of renewal. Lord, I know we don't deserve it, but Lord, today I thank you that your grace and your mercy has been extended to our nation. Lord, I thank you for the boldness that's reemerging, and I thank you for that which is getting ready to stand before the people. And Lord, I thank you for the authority that's getting ready to be set in motion. I speak to every dark thing and command it to crumble at the feet of Jesus. I speak a greater exposing of the lies and of the enemy. Let it fall at the feet of Jesus. Lord, I pray for a holy boldness to come back to the men of God that have been faithful to you for many years. But Lord, in recent years, they, they, they've kind of they've just went down. I don't want to say backwards, Lord, but, but they've just kind of been stagnant. They didn't want to address the issues. Uh, but Lord, today I pray that there began to be a burning. Uh, Lord, let it be like Jeremiah said, there is a fire shut up in my bones and I must decree and declare that which you're saying. And Lord, I pray let there be a proclamation of the true prophetic voice uh, begin to emerge uh, in power and authority. And, and Lord, I thank you uh, for that which is about to take place in our land. Lord, I pray that every need would be met. I pray that every stronghold would be broken. And Lord, when we walk from this house today, we're going to walk in power, we're going to walk in authority, we're going to walk in joy, and we're going to walk in knowing that you are in control. Today I speak to the bodies of the people in this room that may be dealing with illness and sickness and we curse cancer. We speak to heart conditions. We speak to everything that might be out of alignment today. And Lord, we speak the word of healing over them. Let their minds be renewed. Let their spirit be renewed. But Lord, let their physical bodies be renewed as well for the work that's at hand. Lord, we need to walk in health and strength. So today, Father, I release them to walk in the newness of that which you have for them. Let them by faith believe and receive that which you're giving and depositing into them even now. We pray this prayer together in the wonderful matchless name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Today, I pray, Lord, that you would anoint our fellowship. Let it be sweet. We pray that you would bless the food for our bodies. Lord, I pray that our bodies would be given back to you for your service. Lord, today, pray that you would prepare our hearts before we come back for this evening. And Lord, I pray that you would be exalted and lifted high in all that is done. And we give you praise and glory for it. And the church says, amen and amen. Pastor Jade here, I just want to thank you for watching the service with us today and being a part of it. We ask that you stay in touch with us, follow us on all of our social media platforms, and we'll see you again soon. We love you, so does God.